Hi, welcome to Black and White TV. I'm Jamila Millette. I'm Sean Cooper. You did a lot better that time. Wow. Good job. Wow. Here we are. So we are going to be discussing various topics that you would, you may say, are black and white. Right? You might. You might say that. Except not all topics are so binary. It's not exactly. one or two. It's yeah. not black or white. It's right. Sometimes. Gray. <laughs> so we're going to lean into the gray. We're going to lean into the awkward and uncomfortable. and Lean into the color. Yeah. Ooh. Uh -huh. Ooh. Yeah. You like that? Also, we'll lean into the funny. Because we'll try. even though sometimes these topics can be very serious and really hard, there's still some humor in there, probably because it's us. Yeah, maybe yeah. especially now, these days, we all need a little bit of humor just mm. to lighten things. But... We can't live there. We're not going to stay there. Right. We'll, we'll get we'll to We'll find that. appropriate humor, maybe. Or we'll try. We'll see. <laughs> maybe. Maybe it'll be appropriate. All right. So out the gate, we just want to introduce who we are, right? So like I said, I'm Jamila, and you're Sean. Where are you, like, from from? So I was born in Florida. Okay. But I lived in Brazil, in South America, for six and a half years when I was very young. You remember all of it? I remember playing a lot of soccer. Okay. That's all I Football. need to remember. That's right. As we say. So yeah, I mean, growing up uh, overseas, spending a lot of time in a different culture. Uh, I think I, I learned Portuguese before I, I learned English. That's cool. It is cool. But it's not cool if you don't... Yeah, have it. it's so uncool that I don't remember any Portuguese now. <laughs> you almost shouldn't mention it. Well, you you already blew it. Thanks. <laughs> I said almost. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that was a cool part of growing up because I think it gave me a lot of exposure to appreciating different, different culture, different food, different language, different way yeah. of viewing the world, different values, uh, sports. There's no mm. American football in South America. Um, there's only soccer, actually. Right. And so, yeah, you just kind of adapt and learn. And I feel like a lot of those great lessons growing up are the stuff that sort of make up who I am today. Aww. What about you? You're from not New York. <laughs> you are almost a bully and you can't even be because you're Southern. So I was born and raised in New Jersey. Um, I'm not going to say exactly the city because then I lose my street cred, but we'll just say Jersey. That's where I'm from. Um, and my parents, my mom is from Trinidad. My dad's from Grenada. They met in England. I claim it all, all of it. So if, if someone's like, hey, Jay, are you like originally from the UK? I'm like, kind of. Not at all. <laughs> but I can do the accent. Yeah. And that's what matters, Sean. Well, you can try to do the accent. No, no, Sean. We'll be the judge. No, you can't be the judge. So <laughs> interesting, though, in a in a way that's that's similar but different. You have a perspective when it comes to the topic of reconciliation. Uh, even a lot of what we're talking about with black and white TV, it's it's more Caribbean. It's not African, and so we've talked about that. It, it, you're looking at me like I just made something up. <laughs> Say more, say more. Well, so yeah. for instance, you know, back a couple years ago when we were first having some of these conversations and a lot of what you helped me with was sort of the topic that now is in a, in a helpful way. I feel like as a country, a, a, a conversation we should have been having years and years and years ago that only recently came up more so in 2019 
or 2020 was things like, you know, when you are black or brown, what do you call is are you from are you African-American? Do you ah, prefer that? Okay, do you prefer okay. black? Right. And you're the one that really helped under helped me understand um, that's that's sort of what we're trying to not do is mm. throw these big sweeping blankets and generalizations when you get to know people you get to find out they're from Trinidad and they mm. have a Caribbean and they've got a background from uh, the UK all mm. of a sudden there's so many more layers right. than just trying to throw a title on something right right okay I can do that I was like when you were saying more Caribbean than African I'm like it's a both yeah I was like I identify with both um, but yeah, I get where you, I get where right. You. So, but so for instance, then you wouldn't consider yourself African American per se. But I would. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, because of what the generalization is, I identify with all of the above. If you say black in relation to, I I had to like come to this moment in my mind because I was like, I'm looking at a Crayola box and black doesn't match my skin, right? So I was like, where did this come from? But if we're talking about a spectrum and my skin color is closest to black, then sure, black, right? So black, African-American, Caribbean-American, all of the above, I will identify with. Also, I it's, it's where it's coming from is more important, right? Like if you're, I don't know, it's just like, you know me, so you've asked me, so I tell you, here's all of the above. Some people are like, I don't want to offend. And so that's why they're asking, like, is it African-American or is it black? And I'm like... Honestly, different people have different associations. Right. Like, I know a lot of black Americans who are like, I don't associate with African-American because they're like, I have no ties to Africa. They're like, my family's from Alabama. My family's from Georgia. My family's from Virginia or whatever. And so they're like, I can't. They don't identify that way. Yeah, and I think one of the things that you helped me understand, and, and maybe you can speak to this a little bit too, is when you're building relationships with people from different diverse backgrounds, which is a big part of what we're doing here mm-hmm. is we're encouraging not just people who are listening or watching. It's a journey we're on ourselves. We're not just here to talk about things that other people should do. This right, is right. this is our lives and journey as well. Right. But one of the things that that I think you you really helped me with is to as you're building relationship it's okay to ask what would you prefer to be called right and i think that's one of the things that we hope to do with black and white tv is help break down some of those barriers help promote the small ways that you start building relationship that leads to deeper conversation mm-hmm. that leads to deeper conversation yeah. that allows you to get into the nitty-gritty as we say <laughs> these days um <laughs> so can we back up for a second though Okay, because I have a, I have a burning question for you right now. Well, let's hear it then. I'll, I'll save it because okay. mine's easy to remember. Okay, all right. So what do you prefer to be called? Caucasian or white or something else? Good question. I, you know, growing up, nobody explains when you're younger, at least when I was younger, mm-hmm. what Caucasian means. Right. You sort of just are thrown this word that you don't understand its historical implications and so even even when it's said in class, you're not even sure what it is. But I think like you, um, in terms of opening up a Crayola box, mm. what what is skin tone right. for somebody that's Caucasian or white? Right. Do white? you feel like you look like this? I hope not. 
Um, it's a white napkin. People. In Florida I winter, want. I can feel that way sometimes. <laughs> but yeah, so so I think I think what it helped expose me to, and and even we were talking about this last week. You and I were talking about even skin tones when you talk about Crayolas and mm. and whatnot. Um, what we were talking about? What's the skin tone oh that that is becoming popular for white people who are like very pale? You're asking me the you, popular yeah. tell skin us, tone for Jay. white people. Yeah. Okay, I want you to tell me because I think you have a fun way of saying this word. Well, okay, so <laughs> come on, Sean. Well, at the time you caught me off guard, and I was trying to think I, of <laughs> yes, you put me on the spot. I was trying to think of the word. I think this is right, alabaster. Lauren, is Reference that right? Reference check, Lauren. Or did I just? <laughs> Lauren's gonna Google Lauren it and make did sure. Lauren, see no evil emojis. But I accidentally know. said albatross <laughs> instead of alabaster. That is. <laughs> and I'm sure that's highly offensive. It probably has. It's like, also a bird. It's a and it's a. We found out it's a. It's bird. a big bird. It's a big bird. <laughs> you know, most people. But then when we looked up the definition, it was not. Right. It's nothing about right, right. skin tone. Right. So alabaster, if that's even right, who that's knows? That's what you would like to be identified. No, it's not what I want to be called at all. Um, just white is fine. Peach is like very unmanly. Um, strawberry. I, what people call? I don't know, Jay. Is that a it's thing? It's a complicated. I feel like you just made that up. I might have just made that up. But. Freckled is not cool, and I've I've been covered in freckles since you've you know, been covered. Yeah, since I was born. even even now. Yeah, but yeah. people call you freckled. Well, I think once you become an adult, that's a little less. <laughs> okay. It's more playground. I was say, is there is there something on there that I'm not seeing that you can click other and put freckled? I wish I could have clicked that no, instead of Caucasian that's very freckled. Weird. It's very strange. Okay, but here's here's my question for okay, you great. is so. There is a thing, right, between Jersey and New Yorkers. New Yorkers, I think, if, I'm just going to make some yeah, stuff up right now. I'm going to make some, some stuff up. up. Let's see what happens. New Yorkers are smarter. <laughs> New Yorkers are better looking. They, they're oh all those more popular accolade wow. type things. And where Jersey's you, like the stepchild. Where are you getting this from? I think it first came to light with Jersey Shore. Ugh. I think that <laughs> sort of put on the map a, a big difference between those from Jersey and those from New York. Oh my gosh! And then, and then, you know what really clinched it for me was well, Hamilton. I'm sad for your vantage point. But then in Hamilton, they even reference how <laughs> Jersey is its own thing. Everything's legal in Jersey. Yeah, but that doesn't identify with what you just said. Jersey Shore. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so number A. Yes, we have to start with numbering our letters yeah. because of what you just did there. There is a difference between South Jersey and North Jersey. I'm from North Jersey. Um, no shade to South Jersey. Just in North Jersey, we're not fist pumping. And we talk like this. So when I moved to Florida, people were like, you don't sound like you're from New Jersey. You sound like you're from Florida. And I was like, offense. <laughs> That's offensive. And I also, when I would meet other northerners I don't like because there's also this podcast moment with us people can't see that I gave him elevator eyes which is looking him up and down so people who are living here in the south um, when we identify that we are from the tri-state area which is 
New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut, even though I claim Pennsylvania. That's just what we do. But um, when we see and experience each other, we are like, we are a brother and sisterhood. And we are like, we're from up north. Like, that's a thing. Um, as far as like a rivalry when you're from Jersey, New York, I I think it was cool, like, like going to going to New York was cool. Like we were like, okay, we're we're gonna go to New York today or something like that. That was cool. Um, so yeah, it's cool. Like, and most people know about it. Like when I, I lived in England for like two seconds, and people would be like, I thought they were like, I thought that New York and New Jersey were one thing. <laughs> and I was like, it's not. It's two different states. But um, my uncle who claims to be from New York. He said there are two people in the world. There are people who are from New York and people who want to be from New York. Sean definitely sounds like I'm, I'm, <laughs> someone who wants I, to I be I could get along with your uncle. From New York. So, <laughs> all right, moving on from geography. Mm. Wait, but I do have one more question okay. for you. Um, because this is actually like a thing that I have noticed with white people. Um, is this that sounds like you're about to make a blanket statement. It's going <laughs> to offend a lot of but people. Watch but it, go ahead. watch it actually be accurate. So white people tend to know more about their um, background, their historical background, more so than, again, black Americans. Um, so, for instance, if you ask a, a white person, like, where are you from from? They'll be like, oh, I'm part Irish, part time, part, 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 part. And you guys just, like, know that stuff. We tend to not know that stuff. So, Sean, where are your people from? Okay, I thought where you're going with that is that you, that was a stereotype that you had. Is it not? You're about to see. It is a stereotype. <laughs> because, yeah, you're right. I mean, I think with, I'll just give my example I can I can take my last name Cooper mm -hmm. and it's pretty easy to do a quick Google search and connect some dots mm -hmm. but let's just say before the internet yeah um, you know talking to parents talking to grandparents that stuff isn't always so obvious mm -hmm. um, you know there's some guessing there's some there's some you know we've heard that we are from kind uh, of statements. Okay, so where did you hear you're from? So Cooper's a very British English uh it's it's a barrel maker. Okay. So um <laughs> I'm not sure why you said it like that. Well, cuz I just always <laughs> imagine like what was in the barrels. <laughs> and what were they, you know, the the post work <laughs> hour must have been pretty fun with Coopers back in the day. But it makes sense for current day Cooper. Yeah, so so Cooper, um, my on my mother's side, her maiden name is Erickson. Mm. Um, and so you then start piecemealing what you are somewhat kind of guessing at in terms mm. of, of the those names. But you know what I think a lot of white people find is when they do the ancestry.com and that mm. and those kinds of things, it seems like this is going to be a small sampling, but you hear a lot of, of examples where people do that and then they're totally shocked at, mm. at the results mm. because it, it doesn't quite fit what they had been told or what they had been hearing. Uh -huh. okay. So you're right. I mean, I think, I think sometimes, I don't know if that comes with Europe 
being such mm-hmm. a such a diverse collection of countries that sometimes matching last names and heritage mm-hmm. maybe it gets a little a little dicey there. But what about in your case? I mean, so the like even how we mentioned earlier in terms of skin tone mm-hmm. and color, most people are like, well, if someone is brown or black, they're from Africa. Mm-hmm. And so you just we just make those big over generalizations. I see, I see, I see. So it seems to go both ways. Yeah. Well, something that your daughter taught me as far as the connection between knowing some of your history and actually feeling connected to your history is two different things. So she was like, yes, I hear that I have these things in me. Like, we have um, British in us and we have this. But she's like, I don't have any association with that. Similar to what I said about black Americans, right? They're like, I hear that my people are from Africa, but I have no association with that. So I don't feel connected to it. Right. Right. So it is appropriate sometimes for people to just be like, yeah, I just identify as American. Like, I'm just American. Um, I do feel a richness of culture because of Trinidad and Grenada because they have their ownness in the ness and we have our own flag and all that kind of stuff, music and, and food and all these things, um, and island, but it is a British colonized land, you know, so it's just interesting. Well, I think what it speaks to is it seems like people are often searching for identity Mm -hmm. their whole lives right sometimes we try to attach that pursuit of who are we to geographical space but Mm -hmm. it doesn't always work out that way right um and and so it does seem like for americans i wonder if whether whatever your skin tone as an american it seems like there's this question that's always looming in terms of how does my past heritage speak to who I am today and and how do the values of America which are also going through a lot of uh, tension right Mm -hmm. now how does how does all that merge together to help define who I am Mm -hmm. and I, I think I think in America, it certainly is a struggle that we we face where when you can't put your finger on some of your roots from from previous generations, mm-hmm. it only adds to some of the disconnect that we we feel, some of the lostness, some mm-hmm. of the wandering and 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 pain. Yeah, for a lot, sure. A lot of pain. For sure. Like I actually had a friend, an ex lad of mine who was from Georgia, and he would say things like, the black people in that town that he was from would have the same last name as the white people, and they would know that that's the reason why they have the same last name is because their family's family's family owned their family. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of, like, ugh, yeah. in that. Um, and, that's, and that's where you get people who are, like, they change their names. They're like, I want to take back my my culture, my, my, my narrative, essentially, um, from these white names and, and things like that. So, Okay, so let's, let's switch gears. Let's talk yeah. about your passion for counseling. Um, how did you get into counseling? What was your academic journey in that? What, what, what have you been doing lately? We don't have that much time, sir. But I don't know. But I'll tell you. Um, so I'm a licensed mental health counselor now. Um, my when I was in high school, the dream, 
the dream, Sean. Can you guess what my dream was in high school, what I wanted to be? A fashion designer. <laughs> That's a compliment, Sean. Thank you. No, not at all. I wanted to be a dentist. Um, people used to be like, you have pretty teeth. Did you have braces? And I was like, nah, I didn't. I have a gap even. And people were like, whatever. So that's how I got interested in teeth. And then I was in a mini med program. I was like all about it. It was funded by dentists. So we were like doing dentist stuff. And I was like, this is very exciting. I like the free things that we get to be dentists and such. And then I shadowed my dentist. And I was like, this is um, boring and disgusting. I'm trying to imagine how the how you envisioned being a dentist as being so glamorous. I don't know. <laughs> I liked looking at people's teeth. I liked that. I was yeah, like, I was well, always like probably when they look perfect, <laughs> yeah. and you weren't imagining looking into people's I mouths did. with I imperfect teeth. I didn't teeth. think about the holes and yeah. smells. Yeah, the smells. I don't want even think about it. I'm sorry. So yeah, so so that's when um, I had decided to move into psychology. Also, my friends would always come to me asking for advice, so I was like, yes, I should do that. My mom is a psychiatric nurse. I didn't think there was any correlation between the two, but whatever. So then um, college, um, I pursued psychology, and that's what I did. And I had like little like moments, again, where I felt like that was reinforced. I am a believer, and I feel like God made it abundantly clear that this is the path for me, um, and we'll, we can maybe talk about that later, um, but yeah, he made it very clear, like, hmm. you're going to be a counselor of some sort. That's and cool. So, yeah. What, what about you? So you're a pastor? Well, first of all, you're good at it. Oh, how do you know? I've seen you in action. You're a good counselor. So I think you, you made the right choice. That's so nice. That was the nicest thing Sean's ever said to me, guys. Let's just make sure that gets in there. But I do think you missed an opportunity. <laughs> I think you could have been the first dentist that opened up her own practice that targeted people with perfect teeth. <laughs> if you have already had braces... You have to check all these boxes. If you if you've already had braces, you've already had your wisdom teeth taken out. If you have never had any dental issues with cavities, you're like this high end where every it's a line. Like people are waiting to get in because they want to be known to go to the dentist that only allows people with perfect teeth into their doors. Like, you could have made so much money. Oh my God, what But I still think you made the right choice. Counseling. Yeah. Good job. Thanks, Sean. Yeah. Yeah, so you. So, for me, uh, I am a third generation I come from a pastoral background. My grandfather was a church planter in the West Indies. Uh, Say more. I know, right? Wait, where? Turks and Caicos. Yeah. That's awesome. I know. <laughs> this was back when, way before... Before the cruise lines were before there. Before the cruise lines were there, <laughs> exactly. No airports, no cruises, wow. no anything. No white people. Wow. I know. Wow. So, <laughs> so that's kind of that part of, mm. of my background and then and then my father also uh, went to pa pastoral work and then I didn't feel the pressure my parents were awesome not really mm. putting that on me but just kind of watching my dad I always thought okay that's seeing seeing the impact and I think maybe with counseling similar when you're able mm. to 
be in the everyday life and, and listen to people and be a part of this journey that all of us mm-hmm. are on in trying to discover who we are emotionally, spiritually, physically, all those types of things. Um, that just seemed like it really fit my gift mix. And so, yeah, I love it. I mean, it's, it's, I love listening to people in a lot of ways. I, I feel counselors and pastors probably share some similar gift mixes, but uh, especially for me as a believer, I, I'm just convinced that where we are placed uh, in this time and space is by divine appointment. Mm-hmm. And so I'm very captivated by meeting people and, and trying to figure out how is it that they were divinely placed here and now at the same time that I was mm-hmm. and almost in a mysterious way trying to understand for what purpose mm-hmm. and what what could come from this conversation, this relationship, this friendship. So I, I love that stuff. I love helping people um, ask, I think, some of the hardest questions mm-hmm. that, that we ask. Um, is there a God? Uh, why, are how, why are you here? Mm-hmm. And identity questions mm-hmm. like we were talking about before. So, which is why I love the black and white uh, purpose, what we're doing here. Mm-hmm. I feel so much of what we're exploring is not just a spiritual, it's not just the emotional, academic. There's so many layers to what make us yeah. human. And yeah. we need these conversations. We need the diversity. We even need the tension in order to bring out the fullness of who we are as people. Yeah. And I'm also, I love watching people be challenged and I like them walking through challenges to get to a place and space of where they are supposed to be. Um, And so that's a part of even the counseling journey is meeting people where they are and then walking with them to wherever their particular outcome is supposed to be. So hopefully throughout our time, we get to grow and then people get to grow with us. Um, And through these conversations, like people will start to identify things within themselves, hidden biases, um, just things that they're like, I didn't even know I could ask that question. I didn't even know that was a question. Um, I can talk to people more readily because I've listened or watched this particular program. Totally. That's what I hope will happen. Okay, so as we wrap up Mm -hmm. this episode, One of our big takeaways is we want to invite people to not only walk with us, but participate with us Mm -hmm. in in hard conversations, engage in in the big questions, and and start building relationships that ultimately do something different in our communities. You and I are very passionate about seeing a different America. And, and it's going to require many, many, many little things mm. accumulating, many conversations, right. many steps towards how do we re-engage and dignify each other, respect each other, build right. each other up rather than tear each other apart. Yeah. And we're going to have to like get into the roots of where this stuff comes from and pull that up in order to regrow something really beautiful. Absolutely. So, friends, thanks so much for joining us on Black and White TV. It's been awesome to hang out with you. Listen, this week, go be a uniter. Yeah. We'll see you next time. Bye.